Hey everyone, it's Mike from Nerd Geeky Freaky, the podcast for all you nerd geeks and freaks. And today is January 15th, 2015. Now to you guys, maybe any other day, but to me, it's an exciting day. Today, the 2015 Oscar nominations were announced. And I am just so excited for this because I love the Oscars. I don't necessarily watch it every year, but I love the what the Oscars represent as the the Super Bowl of the movie year and I just love seeing which movies get nominated and over the past couple years I've finally decided to invest in watching said movies that get nominated and pay attention to the performances especially for the acting categories so today I kind of want to go over what the nominees were and I'm not going to go over every single category because that would take like four hours. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go over the three main categories, which are the acting categories, best director, and the best picture. So I'm going to start off with the best supporting actor and actress categories. Starting off with the best supporting actress, we have Patricia Arquette for Boyhood, Laura Dern for Wild, Kira Knightley for The Imitation Game, Emma Stone for Birdman or The unexpected virtue of ignorance and Meryl Streep for Into the Woods. Now I kind of want to just throw out a little disclaimer that I'm not going to really talk too much about Laura Dern or Meryl Streep because I didn't see Wild or Into the Woods so I can't give an opinion on their performances so I'll just kind of skip them for right now but I am going to talk about Patricia Arquette, Keira Knightley, and Emma Stone since I did see Boyhood, The Imitation Game, and Birdman respectively and each film was just amazing in its own right and the favorite that every site seems to have right now is Patricia Arquette for Boyhood and I tend to agree uh, but I'm really kind of hoping that Emma Stone wins because for those of you guys who know Emma Stone you kind of know her as that quirky big-eyed redhead who kind of who was in the Spider-Man movies and that's cool you know that's not a knock on her for being famous that way, but the way I see it, M- uh, Birdman was just a whole nother level for Emma Stone. Like, she really brought a whole nother level to her acting, and she started that with uh, The Help. I still haven't seen that movie. I needed It's on my list of movies to see, and I heard, like, that was the first movie where she kind of started shedding that that comedy skin that she had started to develop and Birdman was just another step in that direction for her and she was just amazing but if I'm gonna have to go with the favorite I would say it's Patricia Arquette but Keira Knightley well let's talk about a little bit about Keira Knightley she was good in the imitation game I wouldn't necessarily say she was the best she definitely played off well off of Benedict Cumberbatch but and that's saying something in itself because Benedict Cumberbatch's performance was awe-inspiring. But that's what I'm getting a little off topic. So let's just say that, okay, I'm going to go with, as the favorite to win, I'm going to say it's Patricia Arquette. Because the con- the story of uh, Boyhood kind of resonates with me because I feel like that movie captured my childhood too, and that was what director Richard Linklater was going for was like to capture the childhood of and the the path of 
the, the way a child grows up and the different factors that are in a child's life. And I think he captured that perfectly. And Patricia Arquette was the best representation of the single mother trying to raise two children. And I resonate with that because I myself was, am raised by a single mother. Me and my brother uh, were raised by a single mother. And she... It resonates with me because it just reminds me of how amazing my mother is. And I see Patricia Arquette as portraying the quintessential single mother. And I think she should win. But if, but I'm really hoping that Emma Stone wins just because I think this will be an awesome step forward for her career. All right. On to the Best Supporting Actor. We have Robert Duvall for The Judge, Ethan Hawke for Boyhood, Edward Norton for Birdman, Mark Ruffalo for Fox Foxcatcher, and J.K. Simmons for Whiplash. And also, I have not seen The Judge or Foxcatcher, so I'm not going to really talk too much about Mark Ruffalo and Robert Duvall other than just the fact that a lot of people say that their performances were standouts in what would otherwise be a crowded category. And I tend to agree with the caliber of actor that is Robert Duvall and Mark Ruffalo. And especially Mark Ruffalo. I think he's just one of the most underrated actors out there. He doesn't get a lot of chances to be a leading man. And I think he has the potential to be a leading man in a lot of mainstream movies. He's, he does a lot of leading roles in indies, but I just think he has the potential to be the picture leading man, especially with the level of talent he has. But to talk about Edward Norton, Ethan Hawke, and... I don't even think I said Ethan Hawke. If I didn't say Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke is being nominated for Boyhood, by the way. Um, anyway, let's talk about Edward Norton, uh, Edward Norton, Ethan Hawke, and J.K. Simmons. Right off the bat, I'm going to say the one who's going to win it is J.K. Simmons because I saw Whiplash, and he stole the movie. He is the technically co-lead actor, but he was the full force of that movie. I think he just... If it wasn't for him, that movie wouldn't have been as special as it was to me. And I just, he was so visceral and raw as like this jerk of a character and this all in all asshole. I mean, he was a monster, but he played it in such a way that was convincing and compelling that I think it warrants his this nomination and it warrants him winning the Oscar. That's not to say that Edward Norton or Ethan Hawke weren't good. I would say if we're going to go in terms of like Olympic uh, grading, it would definitely be Ethan Hawke gets the bronze, Edward Norton gets the silver, J.K. Simmons gets the gold. And that's because comparison-wise, Ethan Hawke was good, but he just didn't bring a lev that level that Edward Norton and J.K. Simmons were able to bring where they kind of encapsulated their character. And I think, all in all, J.K. Simmons has encapsulated that character better than Edward Norton did. Because Edward Norton essentially played a parody of himself. Like, there's a lot of controversy that Edward Norton is the type of actor that he portrayed in Birdman. Where he's like an egocentric actor. And he, he's very method. And he kind of gets in, his, in the way of his relationships with his co-stars. And it plays off really well in the movie. I don't know how that plays off in reality, but in the movie it plays off great. And I think he was awesome in it. But 
I just think J.K. Simmons was a lot better. And come on, J. Jonah Jameson needs to get a freaking Oscar too. Alright, and now moving on to Best Actress. Uh, Marion Cotillard for Two Days, One Night. Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything. Julianne Moore for Still Alice. Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl. Reese Wither and Reese Witherspoon for Wild. Now, I'm going to see Theory of Everything tomorrow, so I'll know for sure how good uh, Felicity Jones was. I have never even heard of Two Days, One Night until I saw the Oscar nominations today. So, really, I can't say anything. And for Julianne Moore, for Still Alice is about a woman who goes through the stages of Alzheimer's, and that kind of touches with me as well, too, because my grandfather had Alzheimer's, and he sa he sadly passed away last year from it, and I want to see it because that type of story is something that I can connect with, and I, I'm kind of not looking forward to seeing it because it's probably going to bring up a lot of emotions that I don't want to feel, but I do want to see it because I've heard so many good things about Julianne Moore that she just captures what is the disease of Alzheimer's and how it affects everybody around her, not just the person, but the family too. And that's kind of what I felt when going through with the, the illness with my grandfather is that it does affect the family more than it affects the person, kind of. Because the, I don't know, I don't want to go into a tangent about Alzheimer's, but yeah, basically. But if I were to pick a good second, if I were to put, pick, if Rosamund Pike were to win it over Still Alice, I won't be mad because I saw Gone Girl and Rosamund Pike was so convincing as a crazy sociopathic wife that it made me not want to get married. Well, I don't want to get married for other reasons, but that's another reason why I don't want to get married now. And she just... Ah, I don't even know. It's similar to Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler, where they just become that character, that crazy character, where you can't believe that somebody can act that. Like, you would literally just think that they are that person. They are that type of person. And it was just so convincing. And I just, I, I love that, that role for her. And I think if anyone was going to get second or going to win... I would say it would be Julianne Moore because of the reviews, even though I haven't seen it. And that's just the talk that everyone's been going on about. So I would say Julianne Moore for Still Alice, but I would want Rosamund Pike. And even Reese Witherspoon is kind of talked about for being the for being the steel, for being able to beat out both the act all four that all four actresses and for Wild and I have to see Wild but I ha I do know a few people that have seen Wild and they say it's just one of the better movies she's put out recently that's not that she she's finally getting back into that frame of mind where I that she is a real actress and she can do real movies and not just have to put out the rom-coms and the questionable movies that she put out and I'm really excited for that because I've ever since Walked the Line I've been a fan of Reese Witherspoon and I think she can pull off the more dramatic roles and she just needs to do them more often and Wilde was her step back into that world and I hope that she 
continues down that path and gets more invested in dramatic roles. And but on all in all, Julianne Moore is the front runner. Rosamund Pike is a very close second. It's between those two. So on to the best actor. For best actor, we have Steve Carell for Foxcatcher. Yes, the 40-year-old virgin can act in a dramatic role. Bradley Cooper for American Sniper. Benedict Cumberbatch, a.k.a. Sherlock, a.k.a. Smaug the Stupendous, a.k.a. the future Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, for The Imitation Game. Michael Keaton, a.k.a. the first Batman, the second Batman after Adam West, for Birdman, and Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything. Now this category, pretty much with all the other categories, have been said to be very controversial because of the fact that there's not a lot of diversity in the nominations. You know, there's no people of color, or in the acting nominations, I should say. There's no people of color being nominated, no diverse, real, true diversity. And the best actor, especially because a certain actor named David Oyelowo, I think I'm saying that right, played Martin Luther King Jr. in this film that is being nominated for Best Picture, I might add, uh, Selma. And all the critics, all of them say that he was, if not the runner-up, a strong possibility to win the Oscar, and he wasn't even considered for it. But that is to say that there's some, some stiff competition in the Best Actor category. I mean, I haven't seen Foxcatcher, so I can't really say how different of a role, how different of a portrayal Steve Carell gives from what his from his other work. I mean, I saw him in The Way Way Back, and he was he wasn't his usual, you know, funny guy role. It was a more real role, I guess you could say. He was more, he was definitely a jerk role. I don't, I would say that he played a jerk pretty good, but he was more real than like his other roles in The 40-Year-Old Virgin, uh, Anchorman, anything like that, any of his comedic roles. It was just a lot better. And Bradley Cooper, from what I hear, gave a great performance in American Sniper. So I'm going to see that tomorrow as well. So I can't say for sure that he didn't deserve a nomination. I'm pretty sure he did. But I can't say for sure. It's Bradley Cooper. He's a good actor. He's an amazing actor. But the three main ones that do deserve an award nomination are Benedict Cumberbatch, Michael Keaton, and Eddie Redmayne. And like I said, I'm going to see a theory of everything tomorrow. But just from what I've heard about the way he transforms in this role, the way he becomes Stephen Hawking, not just the genius Stephen Hawking, but it's how he portrays the physical ailments of the progression of Hawking's disease and it just it's a whole nother level and it strikes to the core that's that's just what I hear so I'm gonna know for sure tomorrow but definitely Michael Keaton and Benedict Cumberbatch wow and you talk about two actors going head-to-head and I think these are two are the ones that are gonna be the ones going head-to-head because Benedict Cumberbatch, he's always played, he's, you know, if you've ever seen him in Sherlock, you know he can play that 
troubled genius very well, and that is the character of Alan Turing, the one that he plays in Imitation Game. And uh, if you know the story, I'll just give a quick little synopsis. Uh, he's a brilliant mathematician who decides to take on the difficult task of cracking the German Enigma code, which pretty much is helping the Nazis and the Axis powers win World War II because nobody can decrypt that code. So Benedict Cumberbatch takes it upon himself to volunteer his services because he sees it as a puzzle and he loves solving puzzles. It's not really for queen and country like the British slogan is, but it's because he sees it as the ultimate challenge and a way for him to test his mind. And he deals with problems in a way like I've never seen portrayed in movies before and not only that but there's also another level that he plays with Alan Turing's secret life as a gay man in a in a time and in a country where being gay is pretty much illegal and if anyone were to find out about his secret it would just be the end of him and he plays both levels really good like he plays both sides of the character like the troubled genius with the secret life very 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 well and the last i'd say 15 minutes are the most emotional train ride i've ever been on in a movie because you just can kind of feel the angst that the real life man probably went through and no they didn't explore it too well and a lot of people had problems with that but it wasn't really about that side of his life. It was more about the the telling the story about them cracking the Enigma code, and even that part's a compelling ride too. So I wouldn't. I don't know why people are complaining, but probably because they wanted more of that side of Alan Turing, and they felt like they didn't explore it for homophobic reasons. You know, whatever people want to say, but I don't feel that at all. I think they just wanted to tell. A simple story and that was the Enigma Code and then Michael Keaton is in Birdman it's a very meta movie it's basically about a actor famous for playing a superhero who drops out of the limelight and wants to prove to the world that he is a real actor so he and that is very very kind of similar to Michael Keaton's own story I mean he kind of broke away from the Batman character and he did a few good movies but he kind of dropped out of the limelight and he's recently started stepping back into it and this one this movie just put him on a whole nother level a whole nother playing field and now he's being nominated for best actor and I think it's well deserved because he just put out an awesome performance and he it was just it was good so I would say my top two are Benedict Cumberbatch and Michael Keaton on the best director, we have Wes Anderson for Grand Budapest Hotel, Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu for Batman, for Birdman, not Batman, Birdman, Richard Linklater for Boyhood, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher, and Morton Tilden for The Imitation Game. And the only ones I haven't seen again are Foxcatcher and Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, so I will talk about. Alejandro Gonzalez in Ritu. Now, the style of Birdman is an interesting film because if anyone's familiar with the long shot, it's it's one continuous shot where, you know, 
uh, Martin Scorsese uses that a lot, you know, in Goodfellas, that scene where he's going through the restaurant with his future wife, I forget her name, I can't think of her name, but when he's going through the restaurant and he, you just you just follow the character all the way through, that's a very famous shot in movies, and this film is all one continuous shot, and it's never been attempted before on this level. I mean, we've had, like, probably, I'd say, in some movies, like, a good five, ten minute scene that's all one continuous shot, but never in nearly two hour movie. You know, it's not all shot in one continuous shot. Obviously, it's edited to give the illusion that it's a continuous shot, but it's a very good illusion. I fell for it a couple times. And I would say he's definitely a front runner, but the one who's going to win it is going to be Richard Linklater for Boyhood because Boyhood is just a movie that's an achievement all of its own. It's a 12-year movie. It was shot for about two, two to three weeks out of the year for 12 years in a row. And something like that's never been attempted before. I mean, you've heard of, you know, the, the Hobbit movies, they shoot them back to back. That's like, 18 months, like a year and a half, maybe close to two years that they shoot this movie. Never has a movie been attempted to be shot for 12 years in a row. And that, not only that, he was able to, I mean, you can shoot a movie in 12 years, you know, get a, get some friends, you know, get a little Polaroid or a little camcorder and record misadventures throughout the year and then kind of compile it. But what Richard Linklater did was he told a narrative that way. He told a narrative story and he was able to do it in a way that it was still it made sense and it was still pretty compelling and I liked it and I really liked it I left that movie just thinking like what did I just see I can't believe that that was 12 years and I still have a hard time believing that it was 12 years and in my opinion he's definitely going to win this that best director because he deserves it I mean that's just to devote 12 years of time just to film a freaking movie. I barely have patience to devote six months to write a, a little spec script. 12 years. Anyway, best picture. We have American Sniper, Birdman, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Now, again, big surprise of this one is American Sniper because a lot of people said that it wasn't an overall good movie but and it was like one of those legacy votes because it was Clint Eastwood directing it and Bradley Cooper starring in it so it was like it made sense to nominate it for for best picture I can't judge on it because I'm gonna I like I said I'm gonna see it tomorrow so I'll know for sure but that's just a little bit of controversy surrounding this particular nomination but everything else in the in the nominations are pretty well warranted nominations you got Birdman which I've said before you know as a is another movie that's one of those cinematic achievements to do it like to do a continuous fog shot throughout Boyhood 12 years to make that movie Grand Budapest Hotel you know Wes Anderson he's always been known for doing those quirky kind of fun movies and this is from what I hear one of his 
best. I have to see it still, but I wouldn't doubt it because I've seen a couple of Wes Anderson movies, and he can, he does have a, a specific stamp that he can that you can you know that's a Wes Anderson movie, and they're very good too. So I'm gonna hold out opinion on that, but I I'm gonna trust that it is a good movie, and The Imitation Game is an overall good movie as well. That deserves a nomination. Selma. Just from what I hear, it's very relevant, even though it was based in the 60s and everything that's been happening recently with, you know, the Ferguson and the Eric Garner thing. And I just feel like this movie is culturally relevant and that's why it can kind of resonate with a lot of audiences. And I believe that's why it deserves a nomination Uh, on how it how it's directed I've heard it's very it's very well directed very well acted I'm going to see that as well and I just trust that it's that the critics and the audiences are right and it is a very good movie and the theory of everything I'm going to see that tomorrow maybe I'll do a separate review video of theory theory, theory of everything we'll see and then whiplash <sighs> whiplash I've I was hearing a lot of good things about this movie and I just decided to to watch it one day and I was not disappointed at all I if it wasn't for the fact that I saw the last showing I swear I would have gone back to the front the back to the box office bought another ticket and watched it again it was just a whole I just I'm, I don't know I don't even, I can't even explain it that's that's how good it was to me I cannot put into words why I love this movie. It was a combination of the acting. I mean, Miles Teller, not a lot of people talked about him in this one because of the performance that J.K. Simmons did and how he stole the movie kind of. But if it wasn't for Miles Teller given that performance that he did, I don't think anybody would have been talking about this movie. They just played off each other so well. And the fact that he really took the time to learn those complicated drum techniques. I mean, I know a lot of drummers who wish they could play the way he played it, and he learned it in probably, I think he said his camp was like six months, and he just, he, he has depth to him, and I think he's gonna definitely have an Oscar one day, but unfortunately this movie was not the one for him to get that first nomination, but overall that movie, it just, it I can't, I, like I said, I can't put into words why I love this movie so much. I think it's just how, I, I just can't do it. I, I love this movie, and I would love for it to win Best Picture, but the one I think is going to win is going to be Boyhood, because for the same reasons that he's going to win, that Richard Linklater is going to win Best Director for this, it's a cinematic achievement. No Buddy has ever attempted to shoot a movie for 12 years and put it together in a way that is compelling. And I just think that it stands out. I mean, Birdman is also a, is also a ambitious film, but not to the level that Boyhood is. And I just I think that's the one that's going to win, and it's a favorite to win, along with Birdman. I wouldn't be mad if Birdman wins, but. I give I give everything to to boyhood. And 
that is the three main categories. We got, and again, to go over it, we got Best Supporting Actress, Patricia Arquette for Boyhood, Laura Dern for Wild, Kira Knightley for The Imitation Game, Emma Stone for Birdman, and Meryl Streep for Into the Woods. Best Supporting Actor, Robert Duvall, The Judge, Ethan Hawke, Boyhood, Edward Norton, Birdman, Mark Ruffalo, Foxcatcher, and J.K. Simmons, Whiplash. Best Actress, we got Marion Cotillard for Two Days, One Night, Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything, Julianne Moore, Priscilla Alice, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl, and Reese Witherspoon for Wild. Best Actor, we have Steve Carell for Foxcatcher, Bradley Cooper for American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Imitation Game, Michael Keaton for Birdman, and Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything. Best Director, we have Wes Anderson, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Alejandro Gonzalez-Cinerito for Birdman, Richard, Link Richard Linklater for Boyhood, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher, and Morton Tildum for The Imitation Game. And Best Picture is American Sniper, Birdman, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. The Oscars is going to air February 22nd, 2015, two days before my birthday. And this is the first year I'm actually probably going to watch the entire ceremony because Neil Patrick Harris is hosting. And God, he's hilarious. So if you guys are into the Oscars, leave some comments on who you think is going, who you think should win, who you think got snubbed, and your overall thoughts on the nominees. And you can leave that on our Facebook page at Nerd Geeky Freaky Podcast or at on our Twitter page at Nerdy Geeky Freak. We didn't have enough room for the Y. Thank you and see you soon.